It is Monday, August 17th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Here, Macaulay, Zach Rothenberger taking you into another week in the summertime here. This is, I don't know why, this one feels a little bit longer. I know, you know, we took a little week hiatus again. Yeah. Listen, I don't like how these weeks off are just more for work than, oh, like, know. you know, for anything else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not exactly, uh, for a vacation well you you had a vacation I, I did. yeah so all right, oh, you tell you i'm like the negative guy today so like you, go be positive it's mojo monday right yeah that's right you know we were down at the beach we uh nina and i we took we took ozzy Paulsborn, our dog and oh we, i uh, love it spent a lot of time at the dog beach yeah you you met ozzy at the softball mm-hmm. game the other week and, i thought we had uh, a good connection together we did i mean hey he was in the dugout hanging out you know uh joji's girlfriend bless her soul for watching oh, Kelly him the whole game for watching Kelly. him i know yeah so that was a good time but uh yeah the vibes are high it's monday you know i finally realized that football is like around right around the corner it's three and a half weeks away so that's exciting i know you texted me that this morning and i and it's funny because i was actually saying to joji at the same time you texted me i feel like it, it's so easy to come up with a show now. And I, you know, it's funny because I'm not like, it's funny how we could just like have a little, a little like business conversation on the show. I, I'm not trying to do what I told you. Mm-hmm. So, but this is exactly why I was saying it was smart to kick off the podcast after football season, because once you hit football season, it's just so easy. I mean, you know, we're talking you know, what like two months ago, we're asking, Oh Zach, what was your favorite firework during the 4th of July? You know, right. Like, Oh, we got, we got the chat going. This is great. You know, but right. Like yeah. it was there. There were some tough times. Like, you know, we were breaking out stuff like, oh, like when was the last time you cried over a sporting event? So, you know, like it, we, we dipped a bit. Yeah, it was in, it was rough. Um, yeah, but, hey, you know, it's always darkest before it's dawn, right? It says yes. the lyric. So there we go. Speaking of that, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I need to kind of get something off my chest. So here you go. The Sixer shirt's on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I turned the TV in my room. So if everyone sees me constantly doing this, <laughs> it's not like there's someone like walking into the room or something. No, no, I'm just watching the Sixers lose the Celtics because we all know they're going to get swept. And and I am uh, I am pessimistic, as they say. Uh, but yeah, so so we'll, <laughs> this is interesting because I, I remember how we always talked about this. We're gonna be like, what what happens when we have a, like a show going on and there's a game we care about? Like we're living it. So well, you know, it. yeah, yeah, here we are. Like so. Um, but yeah, all right, we'll, I'll try to keep it together here for the show, but, um, so without, we got to, without further ado, we got a great show. So right. A lot of football talk with NFL training camp. Uh, and with that comes some fantasy football chatter. So we'll get into that as well. Um, NHL and NBA playoffs. Uh, have been great. Uh, so we, you know, we'll dive into that a little bit. We, we've got to make up for lost time, especially the whole college football thing, dude. I feel like I texted you last week. I was like, man, oh man, like, of course, like of all the weeks we like, don't do anything like college football just drops like a bomb on everybody. Oh, uh, and even through the weekend, it's, and- you know. Yeah, and the SEC schedule release is actually right now, as we're on the show. So, so yeah, I have some good. stuff built out. Okay, so oh well, all right, we're gonna yeah, this is gonna be juicy. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be a live segment, which is which is fun. That's better than the live segment we had when when, when sports got canceled, uh, forever. Right back in March. So that, yeah. So and then uh, and then we have a fun one, right? Where we talk. I don't know why. Like it's Mojo Monday, which will obviously have that as well. Um, but a fun little segment. Uh, name an athlete that you feel like you were high on you thought they were gonna be pretty good but it didn't mean that so much yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to you know i i got a long list i mean jason campbell's probably at the top but like i'll actually Ooh. have a good one for the show i know that's just a little that's just it's a little, little, little teaser a little bait oh i like that yeah segment bait uh but to that point let's get into a little clickbait uh do you want to kick us off do you want me to kick us off we both did football things so you know, yeah I'll, I'll i'll kick it off you yeah, know, all right let's do it yeah, so i know we're gonna be talking about fantasy football here in a little bit but mine is absolutely fantasy football related I don't know why I pay for ESPN Plus when I get these garbage articles, but I'm a glutton for punishment, apparently. 
So it came out uh, fantasy football ultimate draft board with the perfect picks for every round. I mean, do you sound like more of a used car salesman or what? You have to say that you have the perfect picks for every round when we're literally three and a half weeks away from, from the start of football. I mean, I mean, settle down. A lot can happen in three and a half weeks. How can you have a perfect pick? Is there such thing as a perfect pick, Kieran? Well, I mean, is there injury insurance with that used car salesman? Yeah, no, no probably not in this no. case. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, I like trust. So trust on you. Don't think that they're going to get spot. I think they are. I think, I think the Sixers suck. And I think they're doing the same thing that they always do. And now they're not winning anymore. Oh, Sorry. No. See, this is exactly why I need to get it together. But all right. Anyway, to the, get back to the actual show. Um, That's right, Alex, in the chat. The only perfect pick is, is CMC at number one. Is it? So I'm sitting at number two. We'll get, we're, and it's funny because we're going to get into that nitty gritty draft stuff. So you want to also tell everyone a little bit, so non-clickbait for a second. We haven't done like a non-clickbait thing in a sec. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about uh, the article you're putting together for the great people on sidetrack.com? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to be rolling out uh, a little fantasy, um, a little fantasy uh, tip, tips and tricks uh, article coming out with some of the things that you should do and you should not do, and try to help everybody um, as they enter the fantasy football realm this uh, this season. Should be rolling out this week, so so stay tuned, and uh, we'll we'll tease a little bit of that stuff today yeah. with what we're going to talk about. But yeah. uh, there's a lot more to reveal. So absolutely, absolutely. And, and we get to and trust on. So yeah, we'll, and we're going to help. You know, this is funny. We can we can help you trust on. See, we you know we talk about consulting in the real world, Zach. Like we should be really talking about, you know, I don't know, maybe doing a little uh, fantasy, fantasy football, football consulting. consulting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we really should offer like just like like doing like live drafts. If anyone wants to do it, we'll just hop on the stream and do like a live one. That'd be, oh, that'd be awesome. Fun. Hey, that'd I'm be always really open fun. for that. I, I love drafts. How many mocks have you done, by the way? No real ones yet, in my opinion. I've done like about 30 non-real ones, which means like I, I load like I load it up. I kind of just like see things, but I'm not really mm. like thinking about the actual picks or whatever. Like when I actually start putting the battle plan together is when I start mocking in my world. So I have like pre-mock world okay. and then I have real mock world. That's kind of how I, you know, I roll with it. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I haven't done any yet myself. So like not I'm, at all. You haven't, you haven't jumped in the lobby at all? No, not even in the lobby. Not at all. Just uh been doing some research and uh you know things are happening keep, in the lobby come on now gotta play that title kid keep yeah that's right. I, I do the pressure's on the pressure's on but uh oh, i hate when the sixers don't oh boy how much are they down now well it's actually tied 25 25 i just don't feel so good about it um oh trust on 2k said he has a third pick oh that'd be fun and he's there thinking Saquon. that's who i'm kind of thinking about in our draft um if, he stay, if he's there at three that'd be great Right. Well, that's it. And, and speaking of uh, if guys are going to be there, I feel like this storyline is always going to be there. And this is my clickbait. Uh, so we got Josina Anderson. She's making a return. I don't know who she's working for because even ESPN let her go, which means that's just like, I don't know where you go from there. It's like, that's, it's like, I don't know. It's not good. I was about to say it's like getting sent down from like, like the Marlins, but you know, because <laughs> they're at least up a little bit you know, for now. But anyway, all right. So she's told. Zach, that uh, Des Bryant's been in talk with the Ravens. Like, it, all right, like I'm not even gonna like try to spice it up and be funny. It, I, I'm just tired of hearing the storyline, dude. Like, how many, I mean, how many times? Like, we, I mean, we have done this before, right? Did we show the video of him working out? Like, you know, a couple months ago, in the middle of this Corona thing, we had nothing to talk about, right? Like, he's hard. Like, he's wait, no, horrible. He's washed up, dude. Like, he's done. Yeah, yeah he's done. I mean, right? There, there, there was all this hype and videos of him and, and Odell when Odell was still with the Giants, and there was rumors the Giants were gonna get bring in Dez. I mean, that was two plus years ago. So yeah, like 
there's a reason why he had like if I said it to anyone, like and I and I please encourage in the chat, like someone to say, like, when was the last time Des Bryant played a down of football? Was it with the, the Saints? But I think he got hurt before he even played it down. Do we try Alexa? Yeah. Alexa, when's the last time Des Bryant played football? He didn't play last. Oh man, that's that's weak. That's not good. She's clickbaiting us a little bit. <laughs> you know. Um, all right, but, all right. Let's uh, let's jump into the little football chatter, right? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Always. Yeah, I, I know you're excited. I know you're giddy for it. So, uh, all right. So training camp, I feel like, especially you know, going into this past week and to the weekend and to now, I feel like pads were kind of the first day. What today? Everyone's a little, little hitting out today, there. Oh yeah, it felt it, real. It, it felt did. real. You know, it looked real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. It was so. All right, let's just kind of do some general BS off the top. Like, I could, like, and I want to hear from the chat too. Just how like gratifying and how good did it feel just to, to to kind of see like inside training camp on and you know you got Andrew Siciliano just talking and whatnot. Like, right, like, and it doesn't matter. All we're doing is refreshing Twitter to make sure that your guys on your team don't get hurt. Um, but I mean, to that point, it does feel nice to just have that, even if it's paranoia that normal paranoia back in your life if you will <laughs> oh it is yeah i today i spent the most time on twitter in in quite some time because i was just looking at all the you know the giants beat writers and checking out make sure no one's getting hurt no uh no crazy fights are breaking out or anything like that and also because i just want to learn more about joe judge obviously which everything i'm hearing is, is phenomenal so. I, you know it's so funny i noticed a little extra giant stuff on my uh twitter feed today every time it was just like zach rothenberger's like this tweet and i was like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> hey, hey i was blowing it up my uh, my twitter thumb was on fire for a little bit and i and trust on 2k's got a good point so the seahawks defense that, that i mean that's been a storyline kind of going into the training camp right and obviously nfl network's giving it some attention and stuff um Mm-hmm. let's actually you want to start there like let, let's kind of walk in with some off-season headlines and kind of look at it from that perspective right okay let's go i'll give you two ready so we'll start with that one high stock right everyone's really high on the seahawks stock mm-hmm. uh i've been i've been trying to short it for a few years like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but like like mentally like emotionally whatever i just feel like there's not been enough firepower but they always find a way to get in the playoffs so and the old, you know, it's always the same way. Chad, Chad, Chad nailed it last year when he said it's the exact same thing all the time. But to that point, like, are you high on their stock, or do you think it's 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 at a high price and you could get it better if it drops and it might drop soon? I personally think it's, it's going to probably drop drop soon at some point. I really do. I mean, you can only ride that those emotional wins and that type of roller coaster for for so long, in my opinion. It's a mix of that, and I also think that obviously the 49ers – extremely tough. I mean, they were Super Bowl last year. And, I, and you know me, I'm, I'm high on the Cardinals. I think the division's getting tougher. Okay. Rams are the one team that I'm like, eh, I don't know. But. All right. I, I'm going to just like blow up this. I know thing. you're going to give me the fourth quarter speech again. I understand. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I, I, my thing with them is it's just like the, the shelf life of a coach. Like how much longer is Pete Carroll going to be able to make it all work there? That's, that's kind of my thing. I know that's not really a great argument. It's it's cheap. It's like well, where's the substance in that? I'm like I don't know. It just looking at past, like it just seems like right. Like he is sooner rather than later. I feel like they, they would fall apart. But I could be. I mean, that's not a great argument. Um, no, no what, what I agree. Me off, all right, it's funny because I don't want to come at you. You know, I love you to death, like a brother. Oh, so, yeah. but I have to like to that point, and I know you'll deep down appreciate me not treating you like 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 special on the show or being nice. 
dude, it I your little Cardinals crowd pisses me off so much because <laughs> no, it does. It like, come on, dude, you're smarter than that. Like, what, what is it about them? And you're like, oh, well, I just think it's a bunch of unproven guys that have great resumes that haven't actually really done anything, especially last year when they really were all together. Now it's like, I, I'm gonna slow down. I just don't think. <laughs> I don't think they're good. I don't think they're good at all. And like, and a please, like, like, look, pretend we're in trial. We're we're at the courthouse right now, and they're like, all right, like, you know, the, the defendant, like, here you go, mm-hmm. take it away. Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, in like the chat, with trust on two K is saying is uh, that yeah, they picked up Isaiah Simmons. Obviously, he can play anywhere they they want on defense, which is a huge X factor, major uh, benefit for them on the defensive side. They have Chandler Jones, who for some reason is extremely unnoticed every year in the NFL. For the most part, I would say. Do you have not to interrupt you because I don't want to get. I, mm-hmm. But real quick, do you like it's objection? Do you know who their defensive coordinator is? <laughs> no, I personally Alexa, do not. Do you know who the Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator is? Oh, it's Vance shows. Okay, that's actually not. Bad. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like all that. right. All right. I'll give you that. See, yeah. All right. See, that's why we. They, I'm not going to just. You know, I wasn't trying to just. No, you're Point good. Zach, all right, I'll get I like that actually. No, you're good and, and uh <laughs> and uh yeah, I'm reading the chat, sorry. Um <laughs> no, I uh I and I'm high on Kyler. I mean, even me just from a fantasy perspective, because I'm obviously I have him as my keep one of my keepers, but I think he played really well last year. I know you know they weren't necessarily built, they didn't win that much last year, but they were kind of getting their feet wet, I think, and kind of getting used to the the Cliff Kingsbury system. Kenyon Drake, I mean, who knows if he'll, if he'll be able to duplicate or, or half duplicate what he did last year. Um, maybe he does. I'm not sure. But, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, add him in there, and they get Joshua Jones um, out of Houston in the draft for all for yeah. the offensive line. If I look at it, I think they got significantly better in the offseason. I think a second year under that system bodes well for them. I mean, and then I just even, don't even to my argument, yeah, they're huge. But, Vance, I, I'll say this. That kind of, I'm not like trying to be, oh, just that in a minute, like just changed my mind. But like, I will say having a defensive coordinator that was a prior head coach mm-hmm. and it's off of his first firing of it. I like that. So I'll give them, because like, my whole thing was like, I, I just, I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. doesn't do it for me. Well, I think this, I think this year he'll, uh, he'll prove you. He'll show you. He'll show you what's, what's going Maybe. on. Maybe. But... <laughs> All right. But to that, to that point, we're talking about like coaches out West. All right. So, and, and, and trust on 2K, a good point, right? I think that the that the Rams fell off a little bit. They're one of the two headliners in Hard Knocks. It's L.A. style, Zach, right? That's right. So, did you watch the first episode? You know, I didn't. I, uh, I hate to admit it, but I don't, I don't have HBO. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, Dude, I just know. let me know. I got you. I can get the. Come it's on. 2020. I should just just do it. Just bite the bullet, I guess. But uh, well, this, well, this how, how's just, it looking? How's it looking? The first. Yeah, all right. I can give you like a little like oh, last week on Hard Knocks. Like, all right. So, I mean, it was it was pretty good. You know, it was um, it it was just obviously like a lot of Corona based stuff, right? The testing and you know tech, taking their temperatures. Now, the measures they're doing are are wild. And and the thing is, especially out in California, it's interesting to to see how they use uh geography and the landscape, if you will, and the climate uh to kind of accommodate themselves and, and and make this work right they have like indoor and outdoor weight rooms and stuff so like they can really you know because right i mean the weather's beautiful out there so like there's a lot of, of of uh advantages i would say that they probably have so that was the takeaway i had uh jayla ram's gonna be still soft uh so is that i mean i don't know so you know I, there's a few things so i mean la football just doesn't do it for me 
is there, and I want to hear, especially Alex, I want to hear your, your, your thought on this as being a Southern Cali guy. I feel personally like those fan bases, especially the Chargers, but it, the Rams are just kind of like a weird, the Rams remind me of the Dodgers like crowd, like that like post 1230 boardwalk crowd. Right. And it's like, okay. And then, and then, you know, it's the same thing at, you know, the Rams games, but there's no Chargers fans. Like they don't have the tradition like as much as like the 49ers or like whatever, right? Even like they're all right, the Raiders are know, obviously like a wild crowd, but it's like the right, there's that tradition. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like there's there's none of it down there. So like watching these like, these hard knocks episodes, it's it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me. I, I don't know, but I want to hear it. See me Burton, my my dad's actually a Chargers fan, believe it or not, all the way in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Ex Chargers fan. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the Chargers have a load of talent for some reason over the last couple of years. They've just been on the wrong end of a lot of very close games. Um, What's well, that's, that's deep wow. there. That's from where your own, that's from your own kin. Oh, man. <laughs> that's oh. from your own folk. Chat, man. Oh, wow. Trust on, trust on St. Eagles fans are the best fans. I said, that's from a Giants fan. Could you imagine? Oh, oh man. Chad was on. Whew. Yeah, I've had too many bad experiences with Eagles fans to uh to say that, but uh yeah. here's here's the way I look at fan bases. I, I look at them like cultures, like right, every culture's got some pros, some cons to it. So it's like one of those things with fan bases, like everyone does something different, which is really cool. Um, but to that point, uh oh no, my the thing I wanted to add in the LA thing was I feel like the NFL network and the ESPN they like try so damn hard to push it. And be like, LA football, no, LA, LA football, LA football, LA football. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. No one cares. Like, it doesn't matter at all. That's just my take. Yeah, no, it's, it's unfortunate. Oh, yeah, all right. Joe G's saying that green. There you go. No, yeah. I, I will agree. I will agree with Joe Woo. G. 100%. I won't disagree. So I got I got something for you, Karen. And we're dancing around like kind of the uh the AFC West. We're talking about the Chargers. I want to talk about the Broncos for a second. I you know. I, not to cut. Joji asked me the exact same question today. He said, "Are the Broncos going to be good? Is that where you're going well, with this?" Well, it was a, it's a mix of that and it's a mix of fantasy football for you. Okay. So we see clearly the Broncos have all these offensive weapons, right? Like they got Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler's lighting it up in, in training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Cortland Sutton had a heck of a year last year. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, Noah Fant, Drew Locke is all of a sudden Drew Locke, right? Great. Is it worth picking up those guys in fantasy? Like, or is it, is it risky? And are they good? So, are the Broncos going to be good? <laughs> it's funny because you can answer the question with the same answer for both. Both questions, I should say, with the same answer. Uh, being that it's all going to ride on Drew Locke. And that's why I said to Joe G today, I said, I, I don't like, look, I've been wrong a lot about a lot of things in, in life, but especially in the sports world. And Drew Locke just has the smell of, like, something I'll be wrong about. There's nothing I like about his game. There's really nothing I like about, like, the Broncos' chances, although I do think that they have, like, an all right roster. But he'll just come out and and sling it around and somehow be, like, a modern, like, Tony Romo, Brett Favre kind of gunslinger. And I'll just sit there and be like – I mean, he's throwing the picks that I thought he would, but he's also throwing like a lot of touchdowns. I did not think he was good. Like yeah. that's that's what I feel. The table is set because I'm always wrong on these types of things. Yeah. That being said, if you like truly, if I'm writing down like in my heart of hearts, and someone said, "What do you think of it?" I don't think he's that good, and I don't think John Elway's done a great. Like he has no track record of getting good like quarterbacks besides Peyton Manning, which I mean, you know, like come on, that's, that's not real. Yeah. Right. Paxton Lynch bust. Brock Osweiler bust. Like, 
Chad Kelly, bust. Yeah. I can keep going on. I mean, Case Keenum, not good. Like, that was a horrible idea. I mean, mm-hmm. there's plenty well, of others. I'm surprised Joe Flacco, yeah, bust. I'm su- yeah, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, Pat Shermer yet, unless you were getting to that point, probably. See, I'm not as – I think he's a pretty good offensive coordinator. Not a pretty good offensive. I think he's an all right offensive coordinator. So, I, But I don't think he has any guts to lead a team. So, you know, that, that – I don't know. I, I think that you, you look at it – all that right because i think right the 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 sexy piece of fruit off the tree for the broncos and fantasy is right their wide receivers like you said right first of all they got like all penn state's good ones it seems like in the last like couple years right um right they got judy Judy yep exactly got judy melvin gordon yeah Cortland sutton philip lindsley they have weapons they definitely have no fan like you said they have a lot of weapons Mm -hmm. but but the, the guy who can you know it's like Sounds like they got like a lot of good guns and bows and arrows and stuff, but yeah. if the person aiming and firing is not good, then yeah. then really what do we have there? Yeah, right? you, got all, you got all the hot rods, but can you drive it? Yeah. You know, well, that's we'll see. And I, still need to see that. And I know it's like kind of everyone's just like, wow, what really deep analysis here, Karen. Like the quarterback's the one that's going to be the key to the wide receivers being good. It's like, yeah, but I mean it. Like I really don't know if Drew Locke's going to be good. And I really think that – like. If he's not good, they're not going to be good, right? I think we can agree with that. And if he's good, I, I could see them being pretty good because they were not bad roster. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Alice has a good point in the chat about the Broncos being unusually good at drafting serviceable running backs. Yeah. Several, I mean, it's true. I mean, look at Philip Lindsay. I mean, undrafted. Is, and yeah, Royce Freeman just kind of sitting down there. Royce Freeman's solid. Remember yeah. no, no Sean Marino from Georgia, too? From the- Yeah, Monte Ball, like all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you get in that, that crowd. Um, but no, I mean, I, it, it's interesting to see. And oh, look at this! I love. I'm looking at the chat now myself. All the Packers comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, gotta love it. I mean, um, but yeah. And, and to Alex, but he's got great points too. I, I just was looking at this. Yeah, like, like he does not draft quarterbacks well. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe he hits on. Maybe he. No, maybe he hits on lock. Who knows? But. Small sample size so far, so he didn't really wow of- me at Mizzou. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. He had a good second half last season when he was in, so we'll see if he can build upon that. You know, yeah. see if Shermer is that good of an offense coordinator, if he can improve. Well, to you know, it wasn't good. The Monday Night Football crew last year, they sucked. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, yeah, they were horrible. Besides Lisa Salters, who I loved. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Penn State Philly girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, I, I just really think she's good. I think she's, the, I think she's one of the best sideline reporters, um, hands down. Yeah. So I mean, but at that point, so ESPN announced their new Monday Night Football crew. To, uh, take a look. Mm-hmm. So we got. I actually retweeted this. Said I dig it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's right. I forgot about that. So we got mm-hmm. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, uh, Lewis Riddick, and then Lisa Salters, and then John Perry, I guess, being the referee guy or whatever. So, off the top, what do you think? You like it? Uh, I do. I like it a lot. I think you, I mean, you, I guess got, you say you dig it. So, yeah, so I, why I think, do you dig it? I think, you know, Luke, you look at Lewis Riddick. I mean, he arguably could easily be a GM in the league that, I mean, he, he should probably have been a giants hire from a couple of years ago, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, you know, Lewis Riddick is a great football mind. Uh, Brian greasy, same with him. He was a great player. Again, another great football mind who should be able to kind of give you that Tony Romo esque type of football analysis to the plays and the schemes and why players are doing this. Um, and then Steve Levy, I, I just love his personality. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he's yeah, got a great like voice it. too for the game. What, what about I you? I agree. Yeah, I think it's um, it's not it, it's it's par golf. You know yeah. what I mean? It, which it's, is good it's golf. just you're turning it. Yeah, it's just par golf. It's good stuff. That's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's put it this way: Booger McFarland, first of all. I mean, 
his analysis was was, was not good, uh, to put it mildly. And then Jason Witten, it was even worse two years ago. It was like, I mean, honest to God, it was like someone's mouth got pushed down the stairs. Uh, it was that awful. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. And then uh, and Joe, all right. And I, I know I talked about this on the show all the time, but how many times Joe Tessitore talked about like mm. just how obvious he'd be like, Zach. Let it be known that we are doing a podcast on Monday. We are doing a podcast. It's like, yeah, we got it. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, anyway, no, it was very vanilla. Great. It was very vanilla, plain Jane, just nothing, nothing and sexy like, or classy. vanilla, about. too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not good vanilla. Like, not vanilla you'd write home about. No. No, no, no. Not um, like the Penn State Creamery Custard. So I can give a shout out to you guys. There you go. Right. There you go. Yeah, no, it's definitely a huge upgrade, if you ask me. And they kept Lisa Salters, which is, which is phenomenal. So at least they have a good eye for hopefully the talent moving forward there. So, <laughs> so all right, to that point, let me, let me bring this up. So, speaking of Monday Night Football, Former Monday Night Football broadcaster John Green, dude. This happened when we were on vacation. Like this is this is when you know this is a good segment when when I had to like hold this down for a week and I was not letting this go, dude. So did you hear about this? <laughs> what was uh, with Gruden? Yeah, he was he pretended that he was hospitalized with Corona. Why would he do that? Like, did you hear about this at all? I, I did mean, not. I did no, not. Oh my. No. Whoa. All right. So this is all right. This oh. Whew. I guess he wanted them to take it seriously, like the protocols and stuff. So he basically made up uh, some narrative that he was on death's door with Corona. And I'm not making light, you know, I'm not trying to laugh at that, but I'm more just laughing at just like that this the actually mentality. happens in the real world. Yeah. It's like, what? What? That's, that's a hard very, knocks for this. Yeah. That's a very interesting uh, strategy, but, but it kind of, yeah. it kind of makes sense. And if you think about it, right. To try to drive. No, home. it doesn't make sense. You can't tell something you were like going to die and then you don't. Yeah, well, I didn't really, if it was to that extent, yeah, that's that's bad karma. If you ask me, coming around. I but. mean, it just seems juvenile. It's it's the same type of nonsense as like a team that takes like a, a shovel and like buries a hole and like digs, uh, like you know, and throws the the tape and then buries it, or the football from the game and buries it, like all that crap. Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it does. I mean, Gruden's been fairly quiet, I guess, in the media over the last several months. Maybe this was like an attempt so to kind of weird. remind people. He's still out there. So weird. It's like Mike Zimmer when he did the weird thing with the cats. I, I, I like. I don't even want to go down that road because it was like really. Weird. It was like I think he cut. Like right, I guess I'm going down the road anyway. Uh, he like it was the week before they played the Eagles, and I hate to say this because this was like the year before. It was the year before Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone. So, um, I knew the Vikings were going to be like a pain in the ass that year, mm-hmm. and they started off the season like five and zero. I was like, oh god, yeah. And, and then they played the Eagles out here. And I guess because he didn't want them to have like a full, like a fat head, he put like stuffed animals and cut of cats. And like, it was something about like fat cats go down. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. It's, that's really, strange. really weird. Yeah. It, very bizarre. And then, and then, yeah, like, so to that point, uh, and then they, they got their ass handed to him to the, by the Eagles. <laughs> um, so yeah, that didn't really work, but uh, but yeah, so to that point, the weird stuff, basically, is what I'm saying. You, you still see some weird things with coaches, apparently. Yeah, I, I guess even 2020, we're pulling all different types of things out of the hats. Not stuffed cats, apparently, but but who knows. But uh, so while we're chatting about some weird things with football, shall we dive into some fantasy, some more fantasy talk here with some of our. Uh... Yeah, you know, I think I think we should. Um, let me pull it out, right? Uh, well, so real quick, do you want to let me throw this at you real quick? One more thing before we jump into the fantasy stuff. So, I feel like 
I don't know why, like, because I, I this is stupid stuff, and I know if anything, probably like back in like December or January, I'll pull this clip and be like, "You idiot! The weather was warm. You're like in your t-shirt. Ooh, man, your skin wasn't chapped, right?" Like, and I'll and I'll talk about how I was talking like an idiot and saying, "Zach, the segment today is name a team that you know is not going to make the playoffs, and a team like you got to make the playoffs. Hmm. You yeah, can't so- not, right? So there's the, both those teams. Give me one. Well, do you want to do you want to go one of each for each? Yeah, let's do it. You want to okay. do uh, a team that won't make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Let's do it. All right. So, for me, it's going to be the Cleveland Browns. They're not making the playoffs. Okay. 100%. 100%. No, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, I, I always go with all the, the divisions tough. Well, every division is tough, yes. But I just think the Ravens, obviously, are the Ravens. And I think that the Steelers are poised for a return as long as they can stay healthy and return into the mix. Um, see, Iris, the Keyblade Master agrees. She was going to say the Browns. I just think the Browns, you know, the Browns. Like, the people know. They're right. Like Kevin Stefanski, I don't know if he strikes me as a, a legit head coach. And if, it, if he does, he's going to need some a couple of years, in my opinion, to prove that and, and kind of show us that he's actually legit as a head coach. That, and I think Odell Beckham is just not not a good not a good te- teammate. I mean, he's, he's all the talent in the world, but I just think there's always so, too many distractions. I understand during the whole quarantine, nothing's really been come out, has come out, but – so so is everybody else. So I just think there's a lot of immaturity still on that team, and uh, I don't see it, you know, producing a playoff run. Just and I'll add a layer to that. You say Kevin Stefanski, right? And normally, I, I'm actually just in general a guy that believes that even a bad coach. And I'm, I'm I hate to say this because I actually this is really good for our next segment. But bring up Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know right? I, I thought he was going to be a really good coach. He went 10 six, 10 six, and then whoop, like so. Basically, I'm saying a new face, whatever it is, can can sometimes be really good. So I think there's naturally a thought, oh yeah, Kevin Stefanski. And like normally, like my type of opinions would would lean towards that. But I'm gonna disagree because I read something interesting. You want me to weave in some fantasy chatter for you here. Oh, uh, Adam Thielen stocks down, in my opinion, because they moved him out of the slot where he was most productive, and they couldn't like pick up on the fact that he was having one of his worst years. And great, I know he was hurt last year a little bit with his hamstring, but like he never got on track. And it's like, why wouldn't you put him back where he was a bread and butter, like one of the best slot receivers in the NFL? So the fact I, that just, and I'm not saying like, okay, that one thing, that's why he's not going to be a good coach, right? Like, but I'm just saying, I'm kind of with you. And I don't think Baker's as good as everyone says. I think they're just like, the Browns were an off, the, the, like teams that you talk about in the offseason are generally not going to be good because that's why they're talking about them then because they're not going to be talking about them during the season, right? Like, that's, that's the mindset. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, All right. Yeah, so who, who, who you got? Who's not making one it? for you here? Oh, man. All right. So, whew. All right. Low-hanging fruit, the New York Jets. Your next your, – your, your, uh, your dual-plex neighbor. Uh, yeah. Look at this little hype video they got here. I'm putting on all the flashy stuff. It's like nothing, really. It's like just a guy running through – like it's like Le'Veon Bell running through a non-contact drill and then – you know, just people running routes. I mean, catching the pass is just doing it's just zoom ups and it's not good. So uh, to that point, yeah, dude. All right. So, and, and I'll start with the stem of the plant on this one, Adam Gase. Yeah. Why do people think Adam Gase is a good coach? Well, cause he was the offensive coordinator, what Denver, I think it was right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he had what Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, first of all, his, his, his personality is is like uh, like a sour beer. It's like, ah, 
come on, maybe like a few people like it, but like the reality is most people, if you just serve them that, like they're not going to enjoy their time at the party. And that's Adam Gase. It's like, sure, for whatever reason, it has good, it, it's got good ratings, but it's not actually good. I don't know. I mean, take it from here. You're a New York yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You know what's, what's hilarious that you say the Jets and that your first comment was Adam Gase. So I, went, I was at the chiropractor before we went on tonight. And we're talking about football, you know, and I'm on, like on my back as he's literally like wrenching on my hip, <laughs> giving me like cracking. And uh, he goes, we're talking about the AFC East. He's talking about the Patriots and Cam Newton. And I was like, yeah, I mean, the bills are tough. I think Miami's on the, on the rise. I was like, but the Jets, they don't have any, like, they're not a concern. And he goes, yeah, Adam Gase. <laughs> That's the first yeah, thing exactly. he said. It's like, yep, there you go. Exactly. And look at the Jets. So you trust on 2K knows that Jets suck. And, and, and look at it's funny. So look at Alex's comment too. That I think uh, Greg Williams is a nutcracker. <laughs> I really yeah. do. So I don't think that anyone that actually wants to go win a Super Bowl is gonna get like. But I'm with it. So I, I don't know. It, it's he, he's not the problem. Put it this way, he's not the problem. That's like saying like if you if you're not following the recipe and the spoon you're using isn't exactly the best to mix the porridge. Like okay, well like mm-hmm. it's not the worst part of the whole thing. You gotta get the recipe right. So, um, and I don't know. I just think that it's it's tough when, when you look at it, they're, they're in a tough division. I love what I love what Iris Kiba master said too. It's, it's, it's too bad. We don't live in a world where the Patriots are in the viable answer. I know. Um, like, is this the year that, that Adam Gase gets fired? I think it will be because they're going to have another losing season. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to have to be, you have to, you have to do something. It's not, it's clearly not working. I mean, if Sam Donald can prove, can somehow rise above this season and, and light the world on fire, which I don't know if I see that happening. Then yeah, yeah I agree. He'll be his last year. But I'll tell you, what about what about teams that you think market? They're like they must make the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. Everyone's like, are you kidding me? They didn't make the playoffs? Like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So I think this is probably a pretty pretty easy you know, finger roll of an answer here. Layup. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you can't miss the playoffs after you bring in you know arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady, you know, Gronkowski, all these other players are flocking to Tampa Bay. So if you miss the playoffs, that's a significant failure, if you ask me, especially after you let go of Jameis Winston, you know, arguably probably more athletic, you know, than Tom Brady, I would say. But you make a, a, a decision like that, it would be devastating to their franchise, in my opinion, if they don't make the playoffs after doing what they did. Yeah, I mean – I agree. I'll just yeah. just pretend like we're ESPN for a second, just to like I'll be the devil's advocate guy on the other box. Like, well, Zach, I don't agree. No, but I guess my only pushback would be like, well, everyone will say you just got a bunch of old guys and it didn't work. But no, I, I. But to your point, you're right. I mean, they got to make the playoffs. That's the yeah. whole point. But because it's Tom Brady and he's going to play till he's 45, that and, you know. And it's almost like just to dismiss what I just said, actually, because I'm just nuts. Uh, you're right, because the way I look at it, right, there's no rebuilding. There's no, well, all right, well, next year we have this. It's like, no, like your windows, like, it's like, it's, it's tight. Like, yeah. Like if they were looking, I feel like if they were looking long-term, they would have kept Jameis Winston, right. And developed and tried to work with him and develop him more, except for one year under Bruce Arians. But instead they kind of take the shot at, let's get Tom Brady, who just produces championships almost every season and bring one to Tampa Bay. So it's almost like they're doing a last ditch effort for like a two year, hypothetically two year type of run. Yeah. So it's all or nothing, basically, in my opinion. But so I'm going to throw another one at you. And I feel like it's kind of another you know, low hanging fruit, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah. But yeah, I'll tell you why. Because I feel like Harbaugh was kind of 
semi chopping block material. And then Lamar, like that's why he went to Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson saved his life. Basically he, Lamar Jackson was the life preserver, but Lamar Jackson has been winning playoff games. True. So, and, and eventually like the, you know, the rubber has got to hit the road mm-hmm. for that crew. And it's like, okay, two years ago, you lost to the chargers last year, you lost to the Titans. Like you can't, you know, it's when at some point, I mean, you went what 14 and two last year you can't, can't have that. You can't have the swagger and, and, and be that team that 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 runs through teams and, and talks that trash, especially with the defense, right? And their mm-hmm. offense is clicking on all cylinders. And Mark Ingram's having a good time in the press conferences. And Good Morning Football's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, it's the AFC Saints for them. They love them. So it's and I'm just sitting there, just like, oh no, like they almost prove to, they almost make you not want to watch the regular season because you're like, well, what was it for? It's it's truly like that scene in uh, Breaking Bad with Jesse Pinkman when he's sitting there and and, uh, and I think it's like rehab or something. He's like, "What's this all for? What's it all about?" Like, and that's that's what the regular season is to a Ravens fan the last two years. Yeah, because you, you basically set it up on the tee to hit it out of the park and you whiff. In so, the playoffs. For, so yeah, so you take that like that potion, mix it around, then you, you you put a drop of not making the playoffs this year. It's like, hello, like that's not good. Like that's a problem. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I. I'll get – I've been on the show saying about how <clears throat> Lamar Jackson not performing in the playoffs like we all have. But I really, I think sooner or later he's probably going to get enough of that and he's going to, like, light it on fire in the playoffs, maybe this season, who knows. But, but no, I mean, the Ravens is a, is, a, is a great pick. I mean, you do – their winning percentage over the last couple of years, I don't even want to know how high it is. I'm sure it's phenomenal. But, yeah, what do you have to show for it? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, all right, to that point, you want to jump in a little fantasy chatter? Oh, let's do it. Let's give the, oh, yeah, let me do a little six or seven. We got six seconds to go before halftime, Zachary, and they're down by seven. Okay. Weren't they? They were six and a half point underdogs, correct? Oh yeah, I, on Fanduel I took uh, I took yeah. the Celtics. I mean, got, <laughs> it started well, at five and a half, then it moved to six and a half. I'm, last I'm done. I'm done getting hurt by this team. Yeah, I so mean, if right? they're going to lose, at least you might as well benefit from it, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Grant, it's like five bucks, but. Still. Yeah, whatever. Hey, you take it. It's all right. Oh, wow. You see the chat? What do we got? Diehard Eagles fans saying it's sacrilege, but the Eagles failed to make the playoffs. All division opponents upgraded coaching in the offseason. See, that's an interesting take because yeah. I I see that. And, I, and let me – like, because there's a few – and this is very – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not actually, like, connected to anything, like any substance maybe per se, but – Right, it's that argument. Like we like Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. Ron mm-hmm. Rivera has been to one, mm-hmm. and Joe Judge looks like a pretty good coach. So by just natural, you know, shift of landscape in your own world, your backyard changing, if you will, that's yeah. tough. And it's one more year of Doug. P- I mean, but here's the thing, and this is why I don't fully jump on that ship. It's because I love Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is that good. I think Doug Peterson's a really good coach, and I love Miles Sanders. Yeah, now, I'm not. But here's the thing: I don't. I'm not high on Jim Schwartz, so that's that's kind of where I sit. I'm like, I don't know what to think. Like, if you can't really get stops, that's going to be strenuous on your offense, especially your run game. Yeah. But at the same point, your offense is putting up points, your run game's clicking, then your defense doesn't have to be out there as much. So it's you know, it's it's a seesaw. So I don't know what to think with them. Yeah, it's tough. It's really kind of an unknown with the NFC East because, uh, like the chat saying about, um, you know, three different coaches. So we don't really know what we're going to go and get uh, with the Redskins. Obviously, you got Robert Barrett, and then you got, now you got Alex Smith practicing again to throw his hat back in the mix, which is a huge, huge accomplishment, which is amazing mm-hmm. to see. So, yeah, there's just so many X factors and curveballs still in the NFC East picture, which is cool. 
You gotta love, uh, yeah, you gotta love uh, Joe Judge coming off the 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 little Air Algio uh, coaching chart. I went to the guy's camp, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. But it, oh, great coach! It was a great camp. But yeah, Lanzo Catholic's got a great program too, and and Joe Judge yeah comes out of that tree, uh, which is you know, I mean, it's fun seeing like it's and it's funny because people might just be like laughing. It's like no, but like you gotta start somewhere, and that's a good program to start and move up like the fast track. That's right. That's right. And yes, Alex, the Washington football team. Oh my gosh. I'm still adjusting. Still adjusting. Oh, did you say the Redskins? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, it's funny. I always see the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's so bad. I, I know. Hey, we're getting said, there. We're I probably said the Redskins too. It's, oh, it's bad, Alex. I, um, it, it's, well, the thing is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, what was the word I was going to say? It, it's like when I can't remember names. I'm so oh, yeah. bad with names, dude. Like when meetings. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no, no, nice to meet you. I'm like, I was, I was so focused on the eye, the eye contact and the handshake. The handshake yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hoping my palms thing. aren't as sweaty, even though they're probably just dripping with sweat, yeah. like they always are. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, that 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 commercial about the the sweaty palms, I think, speaks to me. You're yeah, oh, commercial. Oh, it's, it's it's true, man. It's oh yeah. I mean, come on. Like, why didn't I think of that? I'm like, come on. There's got to be something <laughs> to clog up those pores. Um, yeah, you know, and it should be this. I like what Alex is saying. Hell yeah, it really it should be the San Diego Chargers. You know what's interesting? I'll tell you a little story about that real quick too. So when I was out getting brunch, just probably like four years ago, three years ago, three years ago, um, I was out in LA, San Diego area, Southern California, visiting a friend of mine, uh, and and uh, so we are and oh well, yeah, it was well, yeah, it was it was great. I was gonna say, but it was not just one friend. Well, I'm friends with his wife too. So three of us go out to get brunch. I'm like, I'm. I can't tell a good story anymore. I swear I can't like I can't talk anymore. It's what happens when you work. Well, you're in the middle of producing and, and chat and all that sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is the AC's not on anymore, so I'm just like tripping with sweat oh, here. But no. I know, I know. But anyway, so we get brunch. I'll, I'll make this fast. So I forget what I said. Something about football season came up and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you got yeah, Chargers guys. And I'm like, they were just like, don't mention it. Like, we don't want to hear about it. Because that was right after they moved. And I was like, damn, like I was like, like, I'm like, I'm not trying to bring it up like more, but you're that upset. Like yeah. I didn't think they were gonna be that upset. They were pissed. It was me. Oh. I never would have thought that. Like seeing that, like just at a diner, it reminded me of, like being here, like in the East Coast. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be very salty if my team, you know, that that I grew up watching in my local area, just just up and left as well. So I I get it. I love how the chat said you're not remembering their team because their team's like lame. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, but they, I think they're gonna be better. They're they're, really they they will be better. Scrub. They absolutely will be better. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the name they do come out with, though. So that's a nice, refreshing start. I heard was the Red Wolves might be. That'd be, that'd be tight. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be hype. I like that I'm, a lot. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they come up with, for sure. So, so speaking of that, excited to come up with, we got a little fantasy chatter. And, and we'll keep this general. So for everyone that doesn't, maybe not a fantasy football person, it's like, all right, I'm out. Like, that's, you know, like, no, 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 you can say. General yeah. chatter. So, you know, maybe talking a little bit about, you know, like, leagues it's normal to be in so like if you're married or whatever and your husband or wife's in a lot of leagues right yeah that's right this is normally hey, everyone, you know how many is the norm to be in right like there you go that's how right. many teams are normal to be in a league right and, and, and what are the essentials to having a good fantasy football league right there's all this fun stuff and we'll even give you some essentials for for the corona 2020 season uh some things you gotta think about this year absolutely so, yeah. so all right let me ask you this we'll just for the jump like how many leagues do you think is it's like weird to be in yeah, so I've been the guy to be in four leagues at one time before. And obviously the problem with that is if you are involved in too many things, you can never be great in one of them, right? So I was in four, I'd have, you know, middle of the road teams, but never one that would win a championship. So 
I cut down from four to two. And then last year, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn by any means, but I won in our league and you're just able to focus a lot more when you have one kind of prize team that you value the most. I think two is like, is the good amount, but I've had four before, which was too much for me. What about yourself? So it's not about how many you're in. I think it's a, it's a, it's a balance between two things. It's a balance between uh, how much money do you put in? And like, it would not even just like literally dollars and cents, but I mean, like, just like what you're, what, what you invest in it per se, yeah. right? Like if you're making a lot of money, you want to do a hundred dollars, that's probably not much to you, but like, right. Like or, if it's a lot in your world, yeah. like if you're like putting a lot of your money, you're like, oh man, I'm throwing a lot on my fantasy football leagues this year. Like, okay. Like don't do that. Like to me, I think you should have, I've always said the general principle. I have one, it's like March Madness. I have like one bracket. That's like, like, I really care about the outcome. Mm-hmm. All that matters is this, but maybe I'll fool around and do a few others. Yeah. But like, I barely like check the lineup like once or it's like twice a week. I check it, you know, yeah, like it's it's, high, either for free or like for a gift card or something like that. So it's like, there's no money involved. Like that's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, or it's like, like if, 20 bucks kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you're doing an ESPN random one with people you don't even know, I mean, obviously you won't have much mental skin in the game to, to be competitive really. And that one, you probably, probably just did it to draft the team and, and get a feel for the draft flow. Um, but yeah, if you're, or even if it's for free, but you're playing with your college buddies and you're trying to, you know, for bragging rights, you're going to probably put more effort into that, whether it's for money or not. So yeah, exactly. It just depends on which one you value more. So, yeah. All right. So, but how many teams is too much? We had this debate, you know, going in our own league, having a little bit of a yeah. renaissance, if you will, adding uh, Chad and Joe Jean to the league this year, which is going to be fun. But, but all right. So we went from 12 to 14, which I feel like is personally to me, that's like the line. Yeah, 14 really past I think 16 is too aggressive. Mm-hmm. 14, you got to know your stuff. You got to know young players, and especially you got to have like keepers and stuff like that to, to kind of keep it, sustain it. Mm-hmm. I would say if you don't have longevity, like keepers and stuff like that, then then 12 is where you stop it. But I would say if you have a little bit of wiggle room with that, kind of like our league, you do 14. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Because because think about it this way. I mean, when you have 14 teams, that does change the overall outlook, obviously, of the league for numerous reasons. And then it also changes the way the draft is going to look. Because think about it, 14 teams, you need a starting quarterback and you need a backup, right? So right there, you get two quarterbacks per team. And I'm not trying to dive into too much of the analytics, but your draft strategy has got to change, in my opinion, right, Karen? Because now you do two times 14, that's 28. And there's only 32 teams in the league. And are we sure there's 28 viable quarterback options in the NFL? Probably not. So. So it's just, I agree, 14 is the cap, and I think that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to put my too much of my analytical. Uh, no, I, but it's, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, yeah. so I, no, I agree with that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you throw out the bottom four if you have 14. I like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, but all right, let me ask you this. What, are, what would you say are some essentials you need to have in your fantasy football league to make it good, right? So maybe someone like, so trust on 2 Canada, you mentioned that, um, you know, he was in his first year doing fantasy. Like, what would you say if you're, if you're jumping into fantasy football for the first time? Like, what your like, what are some necessities your league should have? So honestly, this one, which is something that I personally didn't find until Karen and I joined your league, is you need to have however many players there are 12, 14, 10, 8. All those players need to be committed and they need to be engaged and they need to be competitive because that to me is what makes a good league. Right. Do you agree? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. You need to have people show up for the draft. Whenever you have someone who auto drafts or does or is not there for the draft, it's like, really, dude, come on. Sacrilege. Because like, you want to beat the best. Right. You want to beat people that are actually legit and playing. You don't want to beat some computer based team because what's the merit in that? You know what I mean? So 
to me, that's like the number one thing that makes a good league. How about what do you what do you think? No, I no, I agree, and it's funny. So I, I made a little list, so I'll run through just like kind of like quick hits. I won't go like number one, number two. Like yeah. I, I won't put the theatrics behind it, but I think you need to have a prize, right? Yeah, some type of cash or right, some type of reward to win. Um, I I personally think keepers are better just because it gives you an incentive to come back the next year and you can build around it. Um, and also trading draft picks is fun. I really think there's spice up your league a good bit. And it makes, like I said, it keeps everyone for the future into it. Mm-hmm. But with that, like you said, your point's crucial, right? You need to have people engaged because if you're throwing people out of the league, then it's, you can't really build a structure. You need to have like cornerstone yeah. type teams that have been in the league for a bit, but little trash talks, not in our bad, mm-hmm. um, old draft party. And then also need a little last pay, last place prize. So oh, that's my little list. Yeah. I love that. Which yeah. we need to do, dude. We haven't done that. I'm going to make an announcement about this. So I think what we should do this year is have something. And then if you don't want to do it, you just like have like a, like a hundred dollar buyout or something like that. Yeah. You have to buy out. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that approach. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard of some pretty interesting last place uh, tasks, if you will. <laughs> so it should be uh yeah. We'll come up with something. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'll have a good time. All right. But to that point, Look at this. It's, you know, Sixers are down by six. Ugh. All right. Let's see. Let's stick with football. I don't need to talk about basketball right now, but let's see. Let's move down to the college ranks here for a second. Cause right. I know it's been a hot button issue and we, we missed on it a little bit. Um, you know, last week when we were out. Uh, so let's talk about, right. Okay. So college football is in it in an interesting spot. It looks like pac 12, big 10, no go, especially, or, especially big 10, you know, yeah. But and then and then the ACC, Big Twelve, and SEC are all saying we're going to play. Yeah, and they have the release show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the SEC, uh, they so right now is their release show on the SEC network. As far as that's what I saw today, um, but they did roll out the week one opponents already during the day today. Um, so it's it's going to be ten games, all co- all in conference, all within the SEC. And the reason why I'm talking about the SEC is because that's the only one that I know has like the legit structure put out so far. Um, and they start on September 26th and yeah, 10 games all in conference. So honestly, when all this stuff was going out with, with the NCAA, I was really hoping that there would be SEC football because that's kind of, that's some of the best football, Cream of the crop, probably the best football in college. Right. So I'm excited to see that. And hopefully the big 10 and the other conferences that are, that are pushing it, hopefully maybe they can come up with something for the spring. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I don't know how that would work, but it, it'll be interesting. So here's, I have a few takeaways. I think the first general thought I have is what the hell NCAA? Like, come on, you can't, you can't come down and like be the police for like, Oh, we all right. So we just did some fantasy football chatter. It's all right. So let's all, let's all let's give trust on 2k. A little recap. We got some tips too. We can do for, uh, for draft stuff. If you know, we'd like. I'm an idiot. I completely forgot that part. No, it's, yeah. it's all good. So, so all right. So, so that point, honest time. to God. Yeah. It was really like, it was, it was meant to be. So trust on this perfect. We just did some general chatter about like how many people should be in your league and da, da, da. But like, not that we were downplaying this segment we just did, but yeah, but to that point, um, no, we still have some juiciness left. Yeah, we, there's still, you know, the, the juice is or still worth the squeeze, as they That's say, right. Right? That's right? So, all right, to that point, notes for the 2020 season, things that you should be thinking about for your draft. We each made three, right? Yeah, yeah. You want to go one old, like, do, yeah, we'll do, do, do one. Do. All right, yeah, yeah you want to sure. get off? So, for me, and, and trust on 2K, I guess, because it's actually funny you brought this point up earlier in the chat about uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense looking strong. So, my first point would be don't, dra- don't draft a defense too early. There's so many times I see someone draft defense in like the seventh, eighth, or ninth round. And it's like, what are you, what are we doing here? Because D 
defense, your defense is strictly like matchup based, in my opinion. You want to draft a solid defense in your draft, I would say, but it's also important to know who they're going to be playing like in their division twice a year. Uh, things like that. You want to, your defense can be used as a position that you can kind of drop and add as weeks come along, if you'd like, unless you do draft one of those strong defenses, which is like there's like three or four of them per se that you can rely on the most every week. Um, like, so don't draft a defense until you get in the double digits. Like the 10th round is the absolute earliest and even then's early in my opinion. I always, it's my last pick every year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's defense. People who pick their defenses too early, you, you already know that they're not going to be a strong team. In That's the stupid. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Since that point, uh, all right, I'll go next. I, I, I'm a big fan of drafting handcuffs with, mm. with this year with Corona. Not, I'm not so much in years past, but I think for your high value guys, like if you have Saquon, take Gallman. Like, yeah. right, if he gets Corona for whatever reason, you need someone to step in, right? I mean, like, so, so, I'm, and not so much with wide receivers because the ball can get spread around differently in the offense, but from a running back perspective, yeah, it's the same thing. If it's first and goal in the one, they're handing it off to the back. Like the backup running back should be able to get it in too. Like it's not as much of a contrast from tailoring a game plan around a couple of wide receivers being out and, and running backs, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I, and if especially if you're in a keeper league, um, like like again, not talking about my own team, but I had James Conner with the year that Le'Veon Bell was was not going to play, going to play, and then he ended up not playing. Remember the whole exactly. Out. So like that was a good handcuff, and it it's helped me handcuff. a lot, especially from a keeper perspective. So. Handcuffs are extremely important, like you said, especially a time like this year. And good point, trust on. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like 13th, 14th, 15th round. Absolutely. That's exactly, yeah, 14th, 15th, really more. Yeah, when you take a defense, that's perfect. Um, all right, but Zach, do you have a third one or second one, I mean? Yeah, so my second one would be, and this is pretty obvious, I think, but some people lose sight of this, is know your league rules and draft around that strategically. For example, mm. I've been in a league where we used to do a super flex. So you could have a starting quarterback and you could have a quarterback in your flex. I didn't do this for our league last year with the quarterback thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in that situation, like you'll see quarterbacks fly off the board by the fifth round and then you're like, Oh crap. Like I can't wait till the ninth round to get a decent quarterback for my team anymore. So it obviously adjusts this, your strategy and your plan. So simply just know your rules and then get a PPR league points per reception, you know, if you have a running back who catches five to 10 catches a game, like Christian McCaffrey, that's a significant added bonus or just anyone who is multifaceted. Keep that in mind when you're drafting your players. I like that. Yeah. That's spot on. Like I said, I was a victim of that in our league last year. That's partially because I wasn't paying attention as much, but, but yeah, I mean, there you go. So it's that point. I mean, you got to pay attention. That's yeah. That's what it is. It's just, that's like for the, for the, one of the basic ones I would say. So. Well, I'll tell you, this one is not as much of a popular one. And I know our league hates me for it as the commissioner, but draft as late as possible. Yes. Especially, and I know this year everyone's like, well, there's no preseason, Karen. What, like, what, the, the journey begins week one for your team. So why, like, anything before that, like, that moment is a risk, <laughs> right? Completely. I mean, I, dude, I drafted Jordy Nelson before the third preseason game, third, fourth preseason game. 12 hours later, ACL injury against yeah. the Steelers. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And ever since then, I, I'll never do it again. Yeah, completely. I hate it. We did that in another league I was in. I drafted Adrian Peterson, like, after the first or second um, preseason game. And then, then, you know, his whole incident happened, obviously. So that that didn't help. Whereas if we would have waited to, to the week before or the day before, I would have known not to draft him, obviously. So Exactly. Yeah. Sixers, man. Oh, I see it. 
Yeah, you see it right now? I see the pain. It's not good. Um, so, all right. But, sorry, so my, you got your third I, I, one? I have a last one if you're ready or if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. So my last one would be uh, don't draft a bunch of players from the same team or from your favorite team. And to that point, don't purposely not draft players from teams that are your rivals of your personal favorite team. I it's love just, that. This is strictly business. It's not personal. So I think if you like your team, it's okay if yeah. you have a good offense, right? Like don't, yes. like you said, don't sell your, like if you're a Browns fan, stop. Don't, 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 don't do it. Like, sure. uh, but like, but hey, to that sure. Point, like go for it. Yeah. But to that point, look at what you were, what you did last year and you had Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and was it one other Packer? Yeah. I traded for Devonte Adams. Right. No, but so I had like in that um, case that works though. There was someone else. Uh, it doesn't matter whatever, but yeah, in that case that, that would work because Jamal Williams is kind of like a handcuff for Aaron Jones. Right. Like, it, it, and I knew he could get the rock. Like, so it's one of those things where exactly, if you know your team, I, I say, I, I wouldn't say stay off of it, but I, <laughs> I love the yeah. chat. Yeah. You need to watch the Godfather. I, man. Oh, I, I never liked it, but I, I, I I'm in now. I hold on. I'm in because I've seen Goodfellas now. I, I've, I've got my Italian culture now. I mean, I'll pour a glass of wine. Make some chicken parmesan. <laughs> you want to watch with me? We'll, come we'll make the sauce. We'll get we'll Beltran light, on. We'll light up a stogie too. Perfect. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll do we'll do our game day dishes and be like, we should do that for fantasy football. We'll watch the Godfather beforehand to get like hyped up. There we go. We'll get our minds right. Yeah. So exactly. one, one last thing to add, not just because of the emotional and like the bias side of making Please. those decisions is it's risky too. So because if your offense is struggling, then get like if your offense, meaning like the Packers offense, for example, or if there's injuries. It's not good. It's just like it wipes out your whole fantasy team. So, well, to it, it's I'll add this final point too. This is my third one. I think easy on the rookies, easy on the rookies, and easy on the guys in new environments like Melvin Gordon, for example. Like maybe just slow it down a little bit. Like I'm not. That's actually I feel wide receivers more than running backs. So let me. I'm trying to think of uh, like OBJ would have been a good candidate because I was a dumbass and drafted him last year. But I'm trying to think like that. That's a good example last year and especially this year. When they couldn't get on the field until now, it takes a while. It's like a plant growing, like putting in the soil. The soil is the quarterback. That's what makes it blossom. If you don't have good soil, you can never make the plant grow. But at the same point, it takes a bit for the plant to grow. Like, so I, I think that's an issue to me. I think new places with the, or, or uh, different faces in new places is like kind of the way I look at it. Just mm. stay away in your fantasy league. It's just you're better off without it. Yeah, like you said, especially in a season as unpredictable as this one, it's uh, it's tricky. Yeah. No, I agree. So, all right, let's let's you know, kind of wrapping up the show. Let's we still got plenty more. We got more, oh, dude. Right. We I do. gotta. It's funny how I'm like I'm looking at this from the perspective like we're in Corona Town still. Um, all right, but I'll tell you. Let's let's look at it. Uh, we talked about this before. And I think you had some really good answers, and we gotta dive into this. All right, yeah. so name. All right, so you want you want to take it because I feel like this was good. You took this and blew it up on social media, and I love it. So I'll, I'll let you type this one up. Yeah, so for those who follow us on Instagram, uh, you were aware of what this next segment is. And if not, you should follow us at underscore get sidetracked. So the topic is, is what name an athlete or a prospect that you thought was going to be amazing, but turned out to be a bust. I see the chat. I see trust and decay. Will you take Zeke or Saquon? Oh, you Saquon 100%. Yeah, 100%. Saquon. 100%. But if yeah. Zeke's there at three, you got to take Zeke. I would, I would. Yeah, I mean, if they're both there, you take Saquon, but if Zeke's the only one, you tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So anyway, we reached out on Instagram, did a post, and we had I think eight, eight or eight to ten people, which is cool. Respond. We love that engagement with some uh, some great busts um, in sports history that they can remember. 
So should we, we want to dive into what the social, what the yeah, fans should, do you want to do? Why don't we do this? Do you want to do ours first? Yeah, we'll I feel ours, like the, yeah. Honestly, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like theirs are better. Yeah, I agree. Like the yeah. social media ones were awesome. You had me cracking up before. Like, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, if you want, I'll take it. So mine was, is Kwame Brown. <laughs> I mean, the first overall pick, <laughs> the first overall pick in the 2001 draft, uh, fresh out of high school. Michael Jordan to the, to the Washington Wizards. Michael Jordan like told the Wizards brass that he wanted Kwame Brown on the team. And my man shows up and it's just a complete, complete dud. Did you know he had 13 seasons in the NBA, by the way? Oh yeah. He played for the Sixers. And, and, and furthermore, yeah. I tried finding highlights. The reason why I can't load anything up is because literally his highlights would be if you found like a scratch DVD in a dumpster somewhere in like South Philly and then popped it in the quality of the video was that bad. It was oh, horrible. I love it. Horrible. So, yeah. So 13 seasons on seven teams. So he was, he went from number one overall pick to being just a journeyman, a journeyman in the NBA. Um, his best season, Kieran, what do you think his point average points, his average points and rebound average in his best season? What do you think it was? 13 and a half points a game? No, no. Lower? Yeah, lower. Oh God. <laughs> God, I was like trying to aim like respectively. Like that was, that was a very, that was a good guess, though, to be honest. So 11 10, and a half? 10. 10 points per Damn, game. Damn, he sucked. Oh, man. Game. And how many rebounds do you think is high per season? Seven and a half? Yep, seven. All 10 right, and right. seven. 10 All and right. seven was his best year ever, and it was like his third year in the league. It's horrible. Yeah, but everywhere else from there was like five and five. <laughs> well, yeah. he was god awful for the Sixers. He was he was stuffed on the bench. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a shame. It's a shame that you know to see that with anyone. But I mean, just well, bust. Well, tell you, I got a fun one. So I'll tell. I'll give you a little teaser one. So it's funny because what actually got me thinking about the segment was I was watching the Jazz play a couple of days ago. I mean, I, I know it's all they play today, but I was thinking about. Um, how Dante Exum, I wanted the Sixers to draft him. And I thought he was literally going to be like the next Steve Nash. And that that's not what happened at all. So at all at all. So I was way off on that. Um, but to that point, that wasn't good. But I, I feel like, all right, I can get do a better one. Let's go. Let's stick in the local circuits. All right. And I feel like kind of a, 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 a jackass, if you will, for, for bringing this up as a Marlins fan. But I can't get this guy out of my head because I really thought he was going to be good first night. Back to back doubles. Number one in your program in your heart. Well, not really in your heart. I guess number nine was number nine in your program, but you're number one in your heart. The great Don Brown. Oh, dude, I was there. He made his debut. For the, you were the, there for that double double game for the Phillies. Yeah, I was like, I was, I got really great seats. I was like the second or third seat up from from right field line, like right next to him. I mean, Grant, like the the highlights I have is that's pr- that's pretty much you know like that that's it. But like I, I, I. I thought he was gonna be great. Yeah, I mean that was he had a great first uh, first night. There was one one outfield ball when he was in right field that he kind of misjudged and looked a little bit uncomfortable out there. But besides that, it was a good showing to start. Yeah, he. I've never seen someone strike out the way he struck out. It was bad, especially because of all the hype coming up from AAA, and it's like, oh, he's gonna be the next, you know, he's gonna save the Phillies. And and I swear it was like he had like like weights in his pants. Running yeah, around the did. bases. He just looked very awkward running. Yeah, yeah. He was very, like, awkward, like, like approaching fly balls. He looked like just... a baby giraffe, like, just a long leg. Yes, like, yeah, you know? yes. That's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't it was good for old, for Dominic. 
No, very short. Very. I short mean, you know, stint. it's bad. And the Packers are. I can look myself in the mirror here. The Packers do this all the time. The amount of guys that like you draft them, you bring them up, or like whatever have you, like through your system, if you will, and then they just don't really go anywhere after that. Yeah, no, it's a shame because you like to see those kind of homegrown players, if you will, uh, flourish. You know, in, in your big league team, and uh, yeah, it sucks when you see that happen. Whether no matter what the sport is, it's unfortunate, but. All right, but I'll say to that point, you had some really good ones though in the chat, right? Yeah. So, so all right, let's let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So on Instagram, so some of our followers and friends of the show gave us some great some great feedback. So here we go. Terrell Pryor was the first one we got. Terrell Pryor, Andrew Wiggins, Michael Beasley, Nolan Patrick. Well, flyers action for you there. These are great. I love these. Uh, Jimmy Clausen, Matt Barkley. And then we we had a friend uh, a follower say most high level Notre Dame quarterback prospects, which I can't necessarily disagree oh, with. That's <laughs> Brady, a great one, Brady Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and Kevin White. Oh damn, Karen, you know that, Kevin, don't you? Are you I don't know. I don't know Kevin White, but we, you know, I feel bad. I just didn't giggle because it's like he he played for our summer league team, he played well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, side story, our our friend. Nick class who we love dearly and is a huge supporter of the show, which we, I mean, first of all, we're, we're going to break some big news about like some stuff he's been helping us in this behind the scenes. We'll get to that in a, in a few mm-hmm. weeks in the show, but, but, Oh my God, no. So, so Nick, who's the, like the, the, the nicest kid, you have anyone, well, the people watching the show, we don't know, but he's the nicest kid in the world. So he was on our summer league basketball team. We were down a few people. This was probably when he was around a freshman. So like Kevin White would have probably been like somewhere around his freshman year of college, I think. Right like freshman, sophomore year. But so our buddy Nick brings his buddies down from, from cause they all went to Mayus high school where they all played. And I remember him telling me, he's like, well, like one guy plays basketball, Tesquahanna, like I, you know, I, I can play. And then our other buddy, he's going to West Virginia to play football. And we're like, Oh hell yeah. Like, all right, that sounds yeah. good. And I remember a few years later, I was like, you Nick, like that's not the same Kevin white, like from, from basketball. He's like, yeah, that's him. I was like, no way. Like when he, I was like, when he was talking, I was like, oh my God. And when the Bears draft, I was like, ah, no, the teenagers of the Bears, like, like you can't go there. Like you need to go to the Packers. Like we're over family, you know, in the downtown basketball circuits. Like, so no, but yeah, I, I felt bad for him that he just got like, you feel for those guys that had the injury problems. Cause you can't control that. Yeah. It's just, and I feel, and it's tough to go to a big city like Chicago where they're just going to eat you alive in that, in that circumstance, right? Like, where it's just, you can't control that, though. I mean, right? At the end of the day, it's like, if you're, especially those types of like hamstring. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like a but, nagging. But it's a good, they're tough to break. Yeah. But it's a good one. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be great in the NFL. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of another one, Chris Sims. I mean, he was decent, I'd say, in college, right? And then NFL happened. Packers Kool Aid drinker. Yeah. It's like, I don't even like, you know, I don't like that. I, I say it before, I don't, I don't like it. No, but, no, and and the the chat has two good ones: Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz, and then Manti Teo. Oh my God, Alex, that's such a good one, Manti Teo, and, and trust on. Oh yeah, those are great. Markel Fultz, another great one. Those yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, those yeah. are perfect. Yeah. Manti Teo, I literally thought was going to be the next Lawrence Taylor out there, and then right, and then and then Markel Fultz, I literally thought was going to be just like a like a swaggy runner guy in the lane, like almost like a Russell Westbrook, but like more polished. Yeah, you could say the same with uh, Jalil Okafor. Too, I mean, Brandon he had a, Roy makes me sad. <laughs> oh, that does make me sad too. That's really unfortunate. I thought about uh, like Greg Odom, like yeah. that. 
that's another one with the injuries. Just a shame. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, whew, uh, well, yeah, there's a couple more. Um, I feel like Emmanuel Moutier is one, but he, he's, he's yeah. all right for the Knicks. All right. I, I was about to say, pretty much anyone the Knicks drafted is a – that's a pretty good yeah. pretty way of putting it. Yeah, sadly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's dude, his name? We're down by 10 right now. I know we're not going to win. <laughs> we suck, dude. This is as long as you have Brett Brown as your coach, I don't know what to tell you. So – it's like that song was it Goodnight Saigon by Billy Joel, and we all go down together. <laughs> We're never down by eight, but still. Yeah. I've been singing a lot on these shows, but that's how you know I'm not, hey, it's I'm good. not optimistic. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's bad. Um, all right, but yeah, this is a great show tonight. So I'll tell you, we'll wrap it up a little bit. So we'll be back on the air tomorrow. Uh, and and plenty more. This is great. We're back and we want to thank like by the way, check out Alex's show tonight at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern yeah. time, seven o'clock Pacific. Uh, to keep that sports chatter going. You can watch the Sixers lose, go back to Twitch, watch some sports action. Um, give them a follow. You can check it out. You can see their, uh, Alex's tag in the chat. Give them a follow. Uh, their show is absolutely awesome, too. I love I love the West Coast sports chatter. Now, the problem is I always fall asleep at 930 because once my teams lose, I you know have that depressed, like I want to go to bed moment. So I need to actually stay up and start getting involved in their chat, too. But um, but no, absolutely great sports content. And, and, and we'll pull up our stuff real quick here, too, in a sec. So if want to uh, follow us on uh, social media or else, or let's do Twitch first. Uh, follow us to the heart to the left. And if uh, you want to subscribe, it's free on Amazon Prime. You can uh, go there. And if not, you don't have Amazon Prime. That's okay. It's only $4.99. Like I said, it's, it's a Coors Light at a bar on a Saturday night. So that's, you know, just don't do that. Just this is better. You get, you get all the cool stuff with Twitch. So, right. and if you don't want to do Twitch, you want to follow us on social media or if, if you want to do all of it. It doesn't matter. Let's do all right. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. If you want to check us out uh, on Twitch and you're checking us out on some of the other circuits, uh, twitch.tv uh, slash get underscore sidetracked and make sure you visit our website because we're going to be rolling out some fun football stuff at www.get-sidetracked.com and always find all our audio episodes uh, on Spotify and iTunes. So this is a lot of fun. Mojo Monday, right? Do you want to wrap right. it up with any uh, positivity? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So we were talking about, so the Lily World Series isn't happening, right? Yeah. So name your favorite youth sports moment. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So for me, it's a, it is a Little League related, actually. So when I played Little League Baseball, first off, shout out to Joe G, Joe P for uh, the Little League, all the Little League memories and the rehash, oh, yeah. re, reliving those on the softball field the other week. Uh, you guys were awesome, by the way. Oh, it was I fun. wish like thanks for having us. Well, it's gonna get rained out. We if we need you, can we maybe hit you up for a little playoff run? Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's we'll go. See. But uh, so at this point in time, I don't think Joe was on my team yet, either of them. But I was. I I love to pitch, and that was like just my. I love to do it. I love the pressure. Just just love being in control each each inning. And I remember we were we were up by like five runs going into the last inning. And we were the away team. So of course they had a bat last and I was in center field and I'm like sitting out there and I'm like, coach, just let me, like, let me pitch. I really want to pitch, you know? And this guy, I remember his name was Evan and uh freaking Evan <laughs> zero outs. He gives up four runs. Bases are loaded. We're only up by one now. And it's the bottom of the, the sixth inning. And my coach pulls me in from center field to pitch. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is cool. Whatever. 
So I struck out the all three batters and we won. Oh yeah. Won. yeah. Just close so, it down. Yeah, yeah. Just close it down. Yeah. So oh, you was, love uh, that. Yeah. So that was my favorite memory. And uh, I mean, we, we got the win. So as a team, it was just a great team victory, obviously, but going in there doing that, I did was a great memory. Well, the, I love the 20 year later press conference. Great, great team win. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, great, great victory. All the guys out there, they held their heads up high in that, that moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Evan was fired later on, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I love that. Dude. It's funny how that stuff sticks with you too. It is right. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm just a washed up old dude looking back on my. Oh no, 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 not at all. And I and the, and the thing is, what's tough about this segment is there's so many good. Like, it's hard to pick. It's like saying what's your favorite movie. It's like right. There's so many different memories: good, mm-hmm. bad, the ugly, right, but the fantastic. Yeah. Right. So it's like hard to pick. Like, oh, but there's okay. always those stories that stick with you. Yeah. How about yourself? So it's funny. So I, I'm going to be a cheese ball here um, and, and, and go family style. But I, I swear, I always love this story. I don't tell it that much, but I, I always uh, I always will never forget this. So I was playing youth football, you know, back in middle school and whatnot. So I, I'm pretty sure I was in sixth grade. And we were playing a game out in uh, the Marple Newtown area. We were playing St. Anastasia. Mm. You know, this is back when I was the old St. Joe's football days, right? So so we're playing St. Anastasia. This was back sixth grade. So it was more probably like 80, 20 run to pass. Mm-hmm. But this team could throw a little bit. And they were kind of burning us like underneath and just like kind of just doing like play action and stuff. Like it just like dinking and dunking and like moving the ball up the field. Runs. Okay. So I'll never forget it. So my dad who coached football, not for, for our team, but right. So he coached at the school he taught um, at the time. He's retired from, from coaching now. But right, all right. So at the time he was coaching. And, but he would come to our games and he, you know, right. Like to that point, he never would be the person to come over and like say anything or like, right. So I get off, I remember getting off the field after one drive on defense and he kind of like kind of waved me over to like come over and talk to him. So I kind of like, like kind of look at him like, all right. So I kind of unbuckle my chin strap, run over to him. And he's like, they're running a waggle. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, every time the quarterback is going to fake it and then he's just going to keep rolling out. And like the person from the other side of the field is just going to keep running like with him every single time that's all they're doing and he's like we run the exact same play every single time like and i was the free safety and he's like if you literally just just basically run with the quarterback like don't look at anything else just run with him like and i promise you like you'll be all right and i was like okay and i remember i'll never forget this and then so then i swear to god it was the next series right so next series like they run the ball they run the ball and it's third down i remember kind of thinking like and because i remember he's like stay back like you gotta stay back because like it's a safety and i remember rolling and like the next, so they snap the ball and throw it down. And I remember the, like the fake handoff, and the kid just starts rolling. So I'm just like, literally, like almost like basketball, like sliding my feet, like yeah. 15 yards the other, like you know, between us, like just sliding with them. And I remember the kid just throwing it. I don't even think I fully saw the receiver coming across the field. It's almost like I blacked out in the moment. I just remember this ball hitting me straight in the chest, like dead <laughs> smack in the chest. And it was like I just remember like stopping for it was the first time I ever time I ever intercepted the ball too. Yeah, so that's my that's first cool. ever pick. That's so and cool. oh my god, you just I remember like actually for like a full second, not even really knowing what to do with myself. And it was like, go, 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 like go, 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 like I got up the yeah. field, like and, yeah, I got up like 10 yards, got tackled. But like I remember look looking at it, just like point out, I was just like, oh my god, I'll never forget that. It was like it was like some oh. of a movie. Dude, that's so amazing. I always I always love that story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a phenomenal story. Yeah, that's and, so cool. And it's fun too. I mean, because like I, I always feel like I give the Lily World series a bad rap. Like I'll like tee off on the coaches that are kind of crazy in that and how ESPN exploits the kids, but whatever, right? Like <laughs> to that point, no, I mean, but there's always cool stories. And it is, and it, even with someone like me, who I'm not like a little league world series, like fan or whatever, aficionado, but the same point, it's like, you know, thing about this year, it's like, I get it. That's kind of sucked this year. If like you were hoping to be on TV and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that was a fun little mojo Monday to wrap up the show with. Oh yeah. That was, that was great. Uh, it's always nice talking about, you know, some of the youth, youth sports, 
uh, memories we have. Yeah, and I trust on 2K's got a good point. The Sixers pull within five. There you go. Or baby, we're right Mojo's, there. That's the mojo turn. I'm ready right to there. hurt. I'm ready to get hurt. I'm so <laughs> ready to get hurt. They got the ball too. All right, you know, this will be a little fun little play by play. Al Horford out to Josh Richardson for three. There we go. All right, oh. to two. Let's go. All right. There you go. It's a great way to sound off on the mojo. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Right, we'll be back on the air tomorrow at seven o'clock Eastern time. I want to thank everyone. The chat was great tonight. Everyone, uh, this was a lot of fun. You know, trust on 2K, Alex, Iris, the Keyblade Master, always your number one fan. Um, oh, but everybody, we had a lot of people in the chat tonight, so it was a lot of fun. Um, rolling, so we'll be back on tomorrow, like I said, seven o'clock Eastern time. We'll see everyone tomorrow in the living room. Cheers, yeah. everyone! Cheers. <laughs>